Welcome to Layers of Film, the show where mediocre people discuss masterful films the first Monday of each month. I am your host, Austin Killian, joined by my co-host and next vessel body, Big T. (laughs) What have you been up to? Whoa, 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 (laughs) whoa. I don't want to be inhabited by... 44 years old. I'm waiting. old people. I'm waiting. 44. You'll turn 44 before I do. Actually, it doesn't even matter what age you enter into someone else's vessel. Um, we'll get into that. What have you no, been up to you. the past month? Um, nothing. To, it feels like forever since we. I know. Last. Well, because usually we record. It's probably because like, it's the end of January exactly. and it was the beginning of December, so it's been almost two months yeah, since we recorded. We always record in the first half. I've missed you. Oh, I missed you. <laughs> um, kind of. I don't know. Is that it? That's all that's been going on this past month. <laughs> Just waiting for you Just to call waiting. me. Yeah. <laughs> Waiting by the phone. No, nothing too crazy. Um, yeah. I started some new work stuff, so oh. that's been good and exciting. Has it? Uh, I'm in like a rotation into a different department for um, like two months, and I've really enjoyed it. So. Oh, nice. Cool. Yeah. And I we got a ton of snow here, which was fun for a while. Yeah. Everyone's a big yeah. kid. We got snow, too. It's crazy. Yeah. It's weird. And then, I'm honestly, I'm just ready for spring. Ready to start <laughs> oh, yeah. gardening again. Already. And... Dude, the weather here is so weird because it's like, well, number one, it's like, of course you're going to snow after all the holidays. That's great. Cool, mm-hmm. cool, cool. But, um, I mean, I guess maybe that's a good thing so that people traveling don't, you know, have any complications. But at the same time, it's just like, come on, dude. Where's that white Christmas, you know? Never going to happen. I haven't had a white Christmas in forever. <laughs> so... Yeah, snowy but yeah it snowed a lot but yeah utah's like it'll be like freezing and then you'll have like some pretty nice days and it's like well i don't know what's going on with your weather it's not consistently freezing cold you know (laughs) yeah we had an 11 degree day last week yeah and then two days ago it was 80 degrees here no, that make okay. That's even worse. Never mind. Utah does not that bad. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, <laughs> what the heck, dude? That makes no sense. That's not possible. Yeah. It, <laughs> it is possible. That's weird. Dude. Yeah. Someone posted about it and was like, "We're all gonna die." There's just like one guy. There's like this mad scientist that's been testing out like this new space heater <laughs> or something. Yeah, and I don't know, but sent it, out it was pretty wild and melted all the snow which was kind of nice but yeah um yeah 80 degrees in january oh cool cool i have like three things that i that i watched that i wanted to tell you about yeah yeah yeah. talk to me number one talk to me no that's that's a horror film that just came out but um i actually watched that did you like it yeah it was good i heard that people really liked it was it scary it was Mm, I wouldn't say scary, okay. but it was, I liked the concept of it. Okay, interesting. I don't, see, I don't even know anything about it. I haven't really looked at anything. They just touch a hand and get possessed or something. Yeah, That's much. all I know. Okay. Um, jury Duty. I watched that. Okay. My mom made me watch, well, no, she didn't make me watch it, but while I was there, she's like, we need to watch it. I'm like, okay, fine. Let's watch it. Did you like it? Yeah, it was fun. It yeah. was fun. It was, um... Yeah, I'm surprised because there was a few moments where you you thought that he was 
maybe like well it is absurd there's so many absurd things going on i'm surprised but at the same time yeah maybe not surprised i don't know but um it's fun watching the behind the scenes stuff afterwards too it's just yeah like, for oh, sure hilarious. for sure people almost messing it all up and also because you know what's going on like <clears throat> it's funny watching the people and the the actors in the background and they're definitely like looking at each other like <laughs> you know yeah <laughs> yeah so that's but yeah there's so many absurd things going on it's a it's a fun it's a fun ride for sure i liked it yeah uh the boy and the heron i watched that that's, that just came out right yeah the studio ghibli film and oh. apparently potentially like their last film ever or at least the last film that's going to be directed by like the main dude Miyazaki or whatever. Um, oh interesting, I didn't know that. Yeah. So that was good. Uh not as good as I wanted it to be. Not as good as Spirited Away. Like it wasn't as magical, but I don't think that that's what they were necessarily going for as much cuz they were uh, it was heavier stuff. So although Spirited Away, well, yeah, no. Yeah, I don't know. It was like it was heavier stuff, and I think they were really trying. And like the pacing was, it was really slow, which I'm usually fine with. But you could tell that they're definitely trying to like instead of having like the intricacies of like these weird mundane tasks and stuff. Like I feel like they usually do, um, mm-hmm. or at least in Spirited Away, there's there's just like like depression that's slowed down, and you just see like <laughs> someone being really sad, and it's like, oh man, this isn't magical. But, I don't need to watch a movie to see a sad person. <laughs> it's called a mirror. It's, yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, I thought you were working on that, man. <laughs> <laughs> just, just kidding. Um, but overall, it was it was good. I would like to see it again. I watched it. It was I was surprised in theaters. It was. I thought it would have been like the dubbed version, but it was subbed. So it was like mm. yeah, it was like the actual voice actors and. Um, well, like the actual like Japanese voice actors, but um, I think I don't know. Uh, but it was still good. Like I I appreciate that. But I know that like Christian Bale and like Michael Sarah like voice characters in it. So oh, I was really? I didn't know yeah that. I was really curious to see that you know. So I kind of want to watch it again with the the American voice acting. Um, and then I watched the menu. Hmm. What did you think of the menu? It was very interesting. It was weird. It's weird. See, it's like a weird movie, like being John Malkovich is a weird movie, but it's yeah. executed a lot better. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's more artistic, and I feel like it's really well-crafted, like, all the way around. <laughs> we'll get it. Yeah. That. But, yeah, yeah, I, when I first watched it, the menu, I was like, that was an okay movie, but then the longer I sat with it, I was like, oh, you know what? I do actually like this. This is kind of a fun yeah. journey. And the cheeseburger thing was just awesome and brilliant i yeah i thought it was and oh man dude that cheeseburger and the marshmallow thing so good oh yeah the marshmallow thing the s'mores jeez dude. yeah the cheeseburger did look really good though yeah that looked wild i was like i i'm so jealous right now and i was i would die for that burger i was so upset because um oh no i don't want to give it away or whatever but you know it's kind of yeah. cooled off after a while and it's like damn it <laughs> it's like you're wasting a perfectly good um super yeah. good though but uh maybe not super i don't know yeah see I, maybe i need to reflect on it some more it was good it was well done yeah it's a weird fun movie i need to figure out like tortillas what i'm <laughs> what i'm supposed to learn from it 
um, a little bit more. I think there's some things that are obvious, but then there's other things that like, I don't know what they're trying to say with that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I saw somebody online that was like, that actress should win um, an Academy Award just for the way she says tortillas. Tortillas. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, dude. Yeah. She was a really funny character. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Cause you like you like seeing people you know kind of get snippy with the yeah, yeah the douchebags and yeah douchebags it's pretty funny all right that's I watched yeah um, so I watched Talk to Me I watched yeah. Cobweb have you seen Cobweb oh that's like uh, that's like a South Korean movie right no oh no Cobweb oh no. it's, well, it's, it's what's got this? the it's got Lizzie Kaplan or Chaplin um, Janice from Mean Girls. Oh. Oh, there's and, <laughs> never mind. There is another and, um, movie called Cobweb that's like just came mm, out or something. That is like and the, the guy from yeah. uh, the boys, isn't it too? That plays Homelander. Oh, okay. I was gonna say there's lots of guys in the in that show. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, no, it was it was interesting. I've been in like a supernatural horror mode lately, yeah. um, and so it was. I liked the creepiness. It's very atmospheric, which I liked. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. Um, yeah, there's... I also watched... Oh, go ahead. Well, yeah, there's another There's another cobweb. The The dad from Parasite is in it. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that's so funny. I thought that's what you were talking about. But yeah, mm-hmm. that's, there's there's another one. Because when I went to look it up, there was that one that you were talking about. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, keep going. <clears throat> and I also watched The Autopsy of Jane Doe. I have no have heard idea. heard of that? No. Recent? Uh, I think you might... No, it's not super. I think it's like 2016, 2017, maybe. Okay. Um, I think you might like that because uh, the supernatural force is just um, a body. Huh. And so the the horror okay. comes from the anticipation, but nothing like, but it's just a corpse. So like they do something different with it. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like a oh, there's like a big monster chasing you down. Like yeah. I've really been into movies where like the monster you don't see the monster. Sure. Like yeah. and that's the creepiness of the monster is like the lack of seeing it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I think you I think you would like like you would enjoy, I think, Cobweb and um the autopsy of Jane Doe. Both of them are on Hulu, I think, too. Oh really? Nice. Yeah. No. Um, and then, uh, my wife and I just started Breaking Bad too. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I've been thinking about Breaking Bad and like, I wonder if there's, well, well, okay. You started it season one still. Yeah. Just the, yeah. Just the first episode. Oh, just the first episode. Okay. Which we really liked. My wife was like, I didn't think I was going to like this as much as I did. So that's what I, I didn't was... realize it was going to be so funny. Like it's, yeah. it's pretty comedic at times. Which yeah. Is oh yeah. Cool. Like, like Jesse Pinkman's character is really funny and, and, um. Walter White can be funny too. It's kind of like dry yeah. kind of stuff on his end, and then yeah. and then AC Schrader. What is it? Nutsack Schrader. I, I can't remember what it. Asac Schrader. That's what he said. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, funny there. Yeah, there's funny people all around, but it gets it gets wild. But yeah, I would I've been thinking about that show because it is it's like one of the all time greats to a lot of people and including me. But um, I was wondering if it would have somewhat of a godfather type of thing where it's like oh i wonder if just like a lot of men really love this show <laughs> you know like you said <laughs> apparently that's a thing um yeah but your wife likes it so that's interesting well she liked the first the episode, first episode. So. okay yeah yeah 
Well, when I tried yes. showing it to my ex, she was not into the first episode whatsoever. She had no desire oh, really? to watch the rest after that. I'm like, dang it. <laughs> like, That's funny. I wanted I wanted a good excuse to rewatch the whole thing right now. <laughs> I didn't realize it's so old. It's like 15 years old. Yeah, it's been, it, it went for a while, man. It went for. Yeah, like it, it started when we were in high school. Yeah. I, I totally like, missed out on that, though, like until college, like my. Actually, yeah, like we graduated that year and then like I watched it my first semester of college and um, Yeah, like yeah. I don't feel like I ever heard people talking about it until really? like maybe the mid 10s, like 2015. Intr- oh, know? yeah, sure. Uh, I, mean, I mean, by then I was in Brazil for <laughs> Yeah, you missed out, but like by by then some pretty big like ep- like big moments and like yeah people are talking like did it did a lot of its popularity come after the season finished or was it pretty popular when it was airing i think it's it's uh i think probably when it came to netflix and i think that might have been around like season mm. three i think that's when people okay. were like so not really super talking. long ago because it was like an amc show so amc no yeah mm-hmm. that's yeah, okay AMC. it was an amc show so you know like Walking Dead and all that stuff. So I think it was still like it was talked about, you know, but The Walking Dead was like so huge. So probably more of the conversation was going there. And this is kind mm. of somewhat like Sopranos ish, but still maybe like in its shadow in a way. But then it quickly like I would probably say a lot of like if people are debating like what's better, like The Sopranos or, you know, which is also kind of like centered around someone who's not the good guy, you know? Yeah. Um, or Breaking Bad, they probably would have said Sopranos, but now it's like, no, Breaking Bad's like the stuff. Um, yeah. Anyway. But yeah, I'll keep you posted on that. Uh, oh, definitely, dude. Dude, That I will say that show is one of the few shows where, except for like there's one episode, and I'm sure you'll identify it because everyone has a problem with this episode, but every single episode is just like better than like better than the last like you're it just gets better every time dude it's it's wild maybe not necessarily better but you're probably like oh we're probably gonna because that episode was so great we're probably gonna come down a little bit but it's like no like i'm still on the edge of my seat for this episode it's it's amazing it's i don't want to hype it up too much i've already hyped it up way too much but to me it's That's funny gold tier i would be interested to know what you if you finish this one have you ever seen mad men I'm not. I'd be interested to see what, because that's sort of also kind of centered around maybe not necessarily a good guy, but uh, I don't know. Anyway, but that's also an AMC show, and that's also pretty pretty great, but people don't really talk about that one as much. But Yeah. Anyway. But yeah. That's exciting. I'm so excited to hear more about this next next time. I'll keep you updated. Um, watch it all. Like, watch, Just watch it all tonight. Watch all of it. To, like, don't oh, even yeah? stop. Yeah. Just definitely don't have time for that. Skip out on your We also just finished. Um, do you have Apple TV? I do. Yeah, but I never watched um, it. S- Slow Horses on Apple TV. You would like Slow Horses, would I? I think. Yeah. Um, what is it about? Because <laughs> it sounds boring. You, you really liked 24, right? Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's very much in the vein of. I didn't watch a lot of 24. I don't think it's as like actiony as 24. Okay. But it so it follows this group of um MI5 agents who are okay. called the Slow Horses because they're agents who um did something like wrong that like 
they did made some sort of mistake and they get put in this place called Slough House, which is where all of like the rejects go. Yeah. So they're like agents that haven't been fired, but like that aren't good at their jobs, quote unquote. Oh. So then it and they, the, they get called the slow horses. Yeah. But it follows this group of like um, reject agents and then they kind of like fight crime sort of or like <laughs> yeah. terrorist plots kind of. So um, it's really good. It's got Gary Oldman in it. Oh, really? Um, yeah, he's the main guy. Like he's the the leader of the Slow Horses. Oh, wow. Um, it's it's really well well written. I think you would like it. You should give it a try. Yeah. And there's so I just started The Last Kingdom. Um, that's also like a Netflix thing. Um, see, I'm like really bad with like history and stuff, <laughs> but like all around the world, even in the States, <laughs> I'm terrible with stuff. But, um, I think it's, I think it's just kind of like a dramatized version of like old, like, I don't know, maybe 1600s. I don't, I don't know, like England and fighting against mm-hmm. like Vikings and all that kind of stuff. So, um, I think it's supposed to be kind of a dramatized, like true I don't know. I don't think anything. Any anyway. I just started it. Kind of feels like Game of Thrones a little bit without like fantasy and stuff. But you know, definitely, um, you know, talking about Christianity and all this stuff and like how they're trying to create like a whole, you know, like one unified England and blah blah blah. So it's like it's kind of we'll see how it goes. Yeah. I've heard it's very good, and I've just been kind of in a sword. I don't think the Vikings were around in the 1600s. I but... see see that's what I'm talking about. I don't know anything, dude. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe there was I'm sure there were some Vikings. 1300 I dude, theory. I don't know. Should I go down more or up like more? Like in the past, <laughs> down down more. Down more? Yeah, see I don't know anything. Anyway, um but I just yeah, started if that. If you're wanting like cool. a spy thriller action Yeah. with some good comedy yeah. then um, slow horses check it out on apple tv and i still gotta watch severance and there's just too much there's too much yeah that was something tv dude <laughs> my mom my mom during christmas was just like you have to watch this and you have to i'm like mom like you don't understand how many things that people like there's too many things <laughs> and there's yeah. things that i've been wanting to watch for a long time that i just still am not watching and so, like, I'm probably not going to drop all of that for whatever you're telling me right now. I love you. Yeah. But <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't, there's even movies in theaters that I said, I have to watch it in theaters. And then I just didn't. So I don't know what you want from me. Slacking. I'll try. Like, Boys in the Boat or something. She really wants me to watch that. I'm not sure if I'm going to watch it. I have. My family saw that. Everyone's always, I don't know. It's like old. People. I think because it takes place in Washington State. Oh, does it? She probably told yeah. me that. I already forgot. See? Yeah, it's like the UW rowing team or something. Yeah. Okay. So um, people are nerds about that. But look, love you, mom. <laughs> I don't know if I'll watch it. <laughs> You'll have to make me watch it sometime. <laughs> You'll add it to your list, right? Just at the very bottom. <laughs> I don't know where it'll end up. Whatever I end up feeling like. Uh, okay, let's get into this. 20 minutes in about <laughs> <laughs> usually how it goes. Hey, of course, we're going to be covering <laughs> being John Malkovich. Can't wait to talk about it with Big T here. But before we get into the discussion, let's do a little bit of housekeeping. If you could rate and review the show, it helps with discoverability and gets the word out. If you haven't seen the film, be aware that we will be diving right into spoilers, sometimes right from the beginning of the discussion, so continue at your own risk. Make sure to listen until the end of the show where we will reveal next month's film, and you can write into layersoffilmpod at gmail.com to be part of the discussion. 
Now, Big T, do you have our next segment ready or no? I do. Oh, and that would be... Holly, would you rather? Hollywood, you rather? So, for the listeners at home, oh. Holly, would you rather? I give three scenarios um, from the movie and three scenarios from different movies. Or shows. And Austin, yeah, or shows. <laughs> and Austin has to um, decide which scenario he likes more and decide which scenario the other one or which movie the other scenario came from. Heck yeah. Are you ready? I was born ready. <laughs> Holly, would you rather be possessed by a puppeteer or be possessed by the Norse god Loki? Uh. <clears throat> and it's not in Avengers. Both yeah, both sound um, like I'm not really going to be getting what I want. Because uh, if I'm being... Controlled by a puppeteer, I'm probably going to be made to be a puppeteer. I don't know if I want to be a puppeteer. Hmm, let's just go with that one, because I feel like Loki is really Well, do you miss. know what movie it's from? Oh, Be Possessed by might, Loki? Might, oh, you know what? The Mask, probably? Let's do that one. Let's do that oh, one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I should have thought about that beforehand. Yes, I was going to say, I choose if that you one. knew what movie it's from, <laughs> I think you might choose Loki. I'd love to be a cartoon. No, that sounds great. Let's do Loki. Let's do that one. <laughs> yes, yeah, I would agree with you because okay. the mask is much more fun than. <laughs> it took me a second. I forgot that that mask was from Loki. Once you said that, though, I was just like, oh, yeah. That's yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Um, yes, but I agree because if you're possessed by the puppeteer, it's just like locked in syndrome, it looks like, and you're yeah. a victim in your own body. But yeah. the mask is much more. That's more entertaining. Fun. And you kind of have a little bit more free will to take it off. I feel like. And you have some superpowers. Yeah. You can take bullets and spit them out. Yeah. Very nice. Okay. Holly, would you rather have someone call you Lottie while making love <laughs> or have your partner call your genitalia Princess Sophia? We'll do Lottie. We'll do that one. <laughs> I think I think the other one's pretty demeaning. Princess Sophia. Uh, Princess Sophia. What's that, though? Princess Sophia? Your genitalia. This is a movie. Can you give me a genre of movie? It's a movie. It's a rom-com. Is it that Matthew McConaughey one? Is that like not 10 things I hate? You're going to have to be more specific. You're very close. I know it's not. I know it's not how to lose a guy in like 10 days or something. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think that kind of like vaguely popped back up into my head. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I think I'd. No. Is it every time? I'm making yes. every time? For both? I mean, whenever your partner refers to your genitalia, she calls that Princess Sophia. Yeah, screw it. Let's go with the second one. Let's go with Princess Sophia. Why not? <laughs> I feel like the other one would actually get in my head more after a while. <laughs> That's true. It's like, what's going on here? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Okay, last one. Holly, would you rather live with a chimp who has childhood trauma or live with your spouse and your 10 or your 12 children. Oh, cheaper by the dozen. Yes. Um, Oh man. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know why that's actually, I don't know. Chimps. 
that kind of childhood trauma i don't know dude i feel like potentially at some point that chimp is gonna go off and rip my face <laughs> off you know what i mean so that scares the crap out of me um let's go let's go cheaper by the dozen maybe i don't know eventually they'll be gone (laughs) (laughs) i'd have to go chimp you'd have to go chimp yeah that's a lot of kids i know it's a lot of mouths to feed the chimp can help you untie get untied if you're been attacked by your how did they do that spouse what is this i could like barely afford like two kids how do they do 12 kids it's wild, dude. Yeah, it's because it was back in the day when things were affordable. He was like a college coach. No, he's like a high school coach. I don't remember. Um, she was an author too, right? So, oh yeah, that's true. Maybe they're writing you got the off royalties of, from them. Yeah, they're writing off of that for a little while. Oh, but there you, you go. go, chimp. There's Hollywood. You rather? Well, thank I'd you. I'd go chimp. The mask one that was good. You might have changed next month's episode. I don't know yet. <laughs> I have a deep cut from our childhood. Yeah, that was just like, oh man, I really want to watch that movie right now. But I know, right? No, I gotta stick to the plan. I gotta stick to the plan. Gotta get those. I gotta get those high rankings when we do our season. <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm probably gonna actually after this one. I'm probably gonna do a movie that um, blows. That I just don't remember. I haven't seen it since I was like six, and I remember thinking, "I'll we'll get to it in a few months." <laughs> but that's probably what I'm going to choose. Anyway, okay. Thank you for the game, Hollywood. You rather what a great. You're game. welcome. Um, now let's get into the film introduction. Being John Malkovich, released October 29th, nineteen ninety nine. The synopsis is: a puppeteer discovers a portal that leads literally into the head of movie star John Malkovich. That's it. That's the whole thing. Directed by Spike (laughs) Jones? Johns? Johnsy? Hansy. Written by Charlie Kaufman. Composed by Carter Burwell. Cinematography by Lance Accord. Edited by Eric Zimbrunnen. Big actors John Cusack, Cameron Diaz, and of course John Malkovich. John, what is it, Horatio or something? I don't remember. Yeah, Horatio Malcolm. Yeah, Horatio, yeah. Budget of $13 million. I'm surprised it even had that big of a budget. Box office earnings, $23.1 million. So they made money, $10 million about. And all I could see where to watch is rent or buy. Was there any free options that you, internet archives perhaps? <laughs> I don't think this is the caliber of movie that the internet archives would. Oh, you would. don't think so? No, I had to rent it. Oh, okay, gotcha. Nice. Well, cool. Was it, now let me ask you this, Big T, was it worth a rent? Mm-hmm. I'm going to withhold judgment until you talk about what you thought of it. Yeah, 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 every time. Uh, will I watch this again? Probably not. <laughs> that was an experience, though. It was a wild ride. I was, uh, man, I don't know. It's like one of those movies where it's just like you're just you're just going, and uh, you're just watching it, and you're just taking it in, and you don't know what you're thinking about it. You're just you're just taking it in because that's all you can do because it's just going a million miles an hour. Um cinematography mm, was okay nothing amazing especially some of those like the eyeball shots where you're seeing it through like the pov type of stuff it's like eh, eh. (laughs) but it's an old 1999 like i could forgive it right actors did a great job i think i don't think anyone did a really bad job 
maybe yeah maybe um maxine uh whoever plays maxine Catherine keener she probably could have done a slightly better job but she didn't she didn't do a bad job um music was okay it serviced the movie dude i don't know man this movie was weird <laughs> i don't and i'm not even entirely sure what i was supposed to walk away with i'm like <laughs> i'm just like i'm thrown off um but it was a fun ride what did you think um yeah, I definitely would not watch this again, probably. <laughs> um, what prompted you to watch this again? I've just heard a lot of people talk about it online. It's a cult classic. Sure. It's considered a cult classic. Um, and so, and it has like 95% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's got a wow. very high rating, which is shocking to me because <laughs> um, it was really weird. Yeah, man. Um. Yeah, it, it was weird. The dialogue, at, especially at the beginning, is just absurd. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, it's definitely, like, an eccentric movie. So, if you're into yeah. eccentric movies that, like, you're just kind of there for a fun ride, you know, you smoked some weed and want to watch something, like... <laughs> yeah. Um, but I walked away from it just like, what did I just watch? <laughs> I... I don't I don't know. He directed the director uh He's Spike got Jones. some really other famous movies too. Her? I heard that that was pretty good. What else? I don't even what are you thinking about? Um <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to find stuff. There's the Where the wild things are? Well. There's one that's like um The Incredible Mind Sun, Sun, Sunset Something about <laughs> what? <laughs> What's the movie? What are you saying? Like the spotless mind thing with? What are you talking about? Uh, no. The there's a movie that he directed that is like really like talked about a lot. Um, Am I looking? Eternal at this? Sunshine of, of the spotless, spotless mind. mind. Okay. Yeah. Actually, I would like to cover that movie at some point. Um, yeah, I've heard that one's really good. Yeah. Um, oh, interesting. He actually did. I'm thinking of ending things, which I don't know if you've seen that, but that's also a very weird movie. Okay, interesting. Um, yeah, he's just a director where you don't really know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like doing his own. Like I can appreciate that. He's he's doing what he wants to do. Like I feel like he's a director that's yeah. not listening to the producers. He's just mm -hmm. he's just doing it, man. It's like I don't yeah, care. Yeah, got this idea. It'll be fun, and people just trust him. Now, looking at his filmography, like he's mostly directed like music videos. It seems like or like music yeah, music related things, like maybe even documentary type of stuff or whatever for specific people. But it looks like a ton of music videos. He's done stuff with like Weezer, Tenacious D, Ludacris. What? Um, That's funny. I'm not. I'm not seeing the Eternal Sunshine of a Spotless Mind though. Are you sure he directed that? Maybe he wrote it. Maybe he wrote it. Maybe. The, maybe he should write more. <laughs> oh yeah, he he wrote it. He wrote it. Okay. 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 That makes more sense. Um. <laughs> no offense, because uh, I feel like I feel like um, I feel like his ideas are wild and interesting and cool. 
It's just the execution maybe needs like a different director, potentially. Although I have not seen her... I have not seen Where the Wild Things Are. I know people didn't really like Where the Wild Things Are. That one was also very weird. I loved the trailer, though. Man, I wanted to see that movie so bad because yeah. the trailer, like just the music specifically that they used for it, and that's probably, like he knew what he was doing with that. Um, well, although he pro- he's probably not the one that like really got the trailer together. They probably put it out to some other team. But um, it's Arcade Fire, I think. I can't remember what the song is, though. Um great song oh man um <clears throat> anyway i don't i don't i don't know what else to, i'm those are all my notes no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> i i did actually i think probably a good starting point with like really talking about specific moments in the movie i i i thought that the opening little sequence with the puppet was really cool like yeah actually i i when i watched that sequence i was just like i might really love this movie <laughs> cuz i'm like this cuz mainly it's just you know how i'm like a concept guy mainly it's just the concept of a puppet realizing that he's being controlled and how it's like totally throwing his whole world off of like balance and it's messing with his mind he's losing it you know but at the same time i can't shake this interesting concept of it's shattering his whole universe, and yet all of his reaction is still being controlled. And so it's just yeah. like, I don't know what to make of that. Like, I was like trying to figure out what does that mean, you know, to be shattered by something, and yet you're still not even in control over your um, emotional reaction to it. Technically, it's still being controlled by your creator, your puppeteer. And yeah, like, do you even exist if you. Yeah. And they kind of Don't they kind control of, that. They kind of talk about that with John Malkovich. It's like, is Malkovich even Malkovich? I think someone yeah. says at some point. I'm like, that is such an interesting question. And that's probably really the main question that you're supposed to, I mean, otherwise, why would they put it up at the front? But that's probably the main question you're supposed to be asking yourself. It's like, am I even me? Right? I don't know. <laughs> How do you feel about that, dude? It's some deep crap that I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know if I could process it. Yeah, that's the thing is like, I feel like this movie and Kaufman in general is kind of like, he raises a lot of philosophical questions, but then doesn't answer them. Like he doesn't even know. <laughs> he just what the is like, is. yeah, I don't know what the answer is here, but it's fucked up. And he's not pushing you towards any answers. Just like whatever you yeah. want to say, man. I don't know. Like there's no meaning in this. Which is fine i guess it's an interesting way to go about it because then it really just like if the director is not trying to push you towards a specific direction or answer then that really does give the audience freedom to make whatever they want out of it yeah what do i make out of it i don't know like i'm just i'm i'm pretty shallow with it at this point it's just like yeah like when you're like in your emotions in the moment like you don't really have control over yourself and you're being controlled by whatever, you know, whatever is going on in your head because maybe it doesn't really have to do with thoughts. It has to do with just like an overwhelming just amount of responses that you're having and it's just kind of dictating how you're going about it and, and processing it and all that stuff. Yeah. So I guess I get it at that point. Um, 
ish, but that's probably like a shallow interpretation of it. And there's probably a lot of deeper levels that I don't understand, dude. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that there's a very strong theme of love for one, like what is love? Sure. Um, and then there's also a very strong theme of manipulation. Yes. Um, cause like Maxine is manipulating Lottie and Clark. No, no, Clark. Craig. No, Craig. She's like manipulating those two. Craig is manipulating Malkovich. Like there's all this idea of like manipulation and what does that entail and how do different types of people manipulate others in different ways. So there are some, I would say, some very strong themes throughout this, mm. but um, it's just a weird movie. And and also on top of those, like desperation, like mm-hmm. lots of desperation from just about everyone, um, even Maxine to a lesser extent, because she does kind of desperately, well, she desperately like craves like control it seems like really like that's the manipulation aspect of it is what really gets her and it's not until later that I think maybe she kind of slows down and realizes like how crappy she's been like when she's pregnant and um, realizes that she loves Lottie I guess I don't in her way right they kind of have like the weird little breakthroughs like I was loving you in my own way it's like you sucked <laughs> it's like yeah <laughs> but um but for the most part, everyone's really desperate. Like, Le- Dr. Lester's desperate to stay young forever, right? And bring as many people with him as possible. Um, John Cusack. Which, how does that work? Yeah, I don't know. They just all have to agree to be in the subconscious and make decisions for this man but together. But they were all in different bodies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, oh, yeah. It, There's a long string of missing persons for sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, were, the, were each of those other older people, were they also a vessel that had been taken over? Or were they in their original bodies and they wanted to live forever in the body of Malkovich? I'm not sure. I have no like, idea. It's not clearly explained, but I also don't know if Kaufman really cared to explain it. No. <laughs> and it probably doesn't really matter. Really, the only person we know who has done this multiple times, maybe only one other time, but um, actually probably just one other time, is Dr. Lester. Because he was that one Merton. Scottish guy or whatever. Yeah, he was that person. That's the only person. He's like, I'm actually this person, but now I'm in this person's body. So this might be the only other vessel that he's taken. Um, what? what did he... What, I'm trying to think. He's like, you're a little girl. He's like, I am but an adult lady of miniature proportions. <laughs> What the? I don't remember this line. <laughs> when you when you meet the the original Merton guy for the first time, oh, and he's talking about why it's like an orientation video on why the oh seven yeah and a, seven and a half floor was <laughs> oh yeah right created <laughs> and, and like that's when you meet him and he's like that's right you're a little girl and she's like I am not a little girl but an adult lady of miniature proportions <laughs> and then she gives her whole spiel and he's like you shall be my wife <laughs> it's like what dude that was yeah that was dude. Yeah, what's going on in that office, by the way? I have no idea. <laughs> That's the thing is like Kaufman presents all of these like absurdist like situations and then just pretends like it's totally normal. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> no, this isn't normal. I did appreciate Floris and just like just that dumb little joke where she's like, I have no idea what you're saying right now. <laughs> like, I don't. <laughs> well, it's not even little, though, because it goes throughout the whole yeah, yeah, movie. Yeah. Yeah, but, it, like, it doesn't lead to anything, right? Yeah. And then, except for maybe just cause doubt in Dr. Lester. 
Maybe that's her form of manipulation for Dr. Lester because it's like, oh, like he thinks that no one understands. And so it's like, I need Floris. Otherwise, no one can understand me. But in reality, Floris yeah. can understand a single person out there. Yeah, he's like, oh, my speech impediment. He's like, you don't have a speech impediment. Yeah. I love how he's like in love. With, like he's desperately in love with Floris too, like or something. I don't know. There's something going on there. That's for sure. Yeah. Because he's like talking about how he wants to be with her. <laughs> and John. Well, he's married to her. Oh. At the end. Oh. I think. Oh. Uh? When he's in Malkovich's body, Flores is there. Yeah. They're married though? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Married. You're you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the but very end. They do the something that makes you think that they're married. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, I'm sure she's fine with that. Maybe John Malkovich she's into John Malkovich. or she's well, it seems to be like they're able to see through John Malkovich and see the person piloting the the vessel although is she potentially in love with multiple people at that point because there's multiple people (laughs) or they just or did dr lester just say screw all of you i'm actually gonna push you all down into his subconscious (laughs) and you're stuck in there now (laughs) that would be terrible um also olivia spencer being in this like for four seconds i'm not sure who that is um, she's from oh, yeah. the help yeah, from yeah, Ma. Yeah. I know yeah. who you're talking about. Yeah, Olivia. But this must have been before, like her big break. I think Octavia, Octavia. Sorry, yeah. not, not Olivia. Octavia. Sorry, yeah, Octavia yeah. Spencer. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, um, probably right. Yeah, because yeah. she's in there for like four seconds. But I just thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, that was yeah, that was a weird random thing. It's funny watching some of these older movies, old-ish movies, and um, and you, you just see like these random people. Like, there's this one guy, guy in restaurant. He's the guy that, like, approaches John Malkovich. Like, hey, I loved you in that one movie where you play the, you know. And um, Of Mice and Men is what he was talking about, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But, like, that guy's been in a few things. I think he's more of a TV actor now. I don't know. That's funny. But anyway, like, I've seen him. Charlie Sheen shows up. (laughs) I know. Also, his his hair at the end. Yeah, what happened? Like, they really thought that he was going to age that much. Because it was only seven years (laughs) later, dude. (laughs) (laughs) He's got no hair left. Yeah, like... And... The bald cap is so bad. Like his, you can tell his hair is underneath it. It's like bumpy. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna change my answer for fire <laughs> in our later thing. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, the person in charge of the bald cap. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. Um, yeah, dude. Yeah, and then they had like a uh, quite a few. I'm not sure if they were like real interviews, but they had quite a few. Like Sean Penn was no, they were fake interviews because like I think we're all gonna move to puppeteering <laughs> at some point. <laughs> Sean Penn's in it. Brad Pitt apparently is. Yeah, it. there are a lot of famous people in this for being such a weird movie. Yeah, they showed up randomly. I mean, <laughs> so I saw a thing. I just like was glancing at the Wikipedia a little bit, and apparently, um. John Malkovich like read the script and was horrified, but he agreed to do it anyway. (laughs) Like he didn't know what to make of it. Um, But I mean, it's such an intriguing movie. Hey, let's talk about, hold on. Let's talk, let's talk about what would, what did you think was going to happen when John Malkovich was going to go into his own head? What, what did you think? I don't know. I was like, is he just going to be in a dark room? Exactly. That's what I was going to be like feedback. Mm, Right. You know, like when you have two mirrors and you look at each, you, the mirror goes on forever. I was like, I wonder if that's going to be. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, I had no. I was thinking more of a dark thing because it's like and because when you start 
anyone who went into the tunnel before when they looked at like the very end of the tunnel you can kind of you could see what he was looking at at the moment right but when john malkovich was going in it was just dark at the end so i'm just like oh he's just gonna be caught in this like yeah this loop of darkness for 15 minutes and then but he just ends up seeing himself dude i cracked up at the part where like his piano (laughs) singer version (laughs) showed up i was like oh my god did you see the baby yeah yeah yeah, dude that was was like a little kid that was a oh my god it was so funny that was a wild scene but just especially like (laughs) malkovich 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 Malkovich. um and but yeah just specifically the piano person because they're just like swinging their legs around (laughs) that was that was awesome that might have been my favorite part of the whole movie like i was like man he has range like yeah yeah. The way he pulls off all of these characters, yeah. it was very impressive. Yeah. I don't I don't know if I've ever really taken Mal- John Malkovich as like a really serious actor. He's just kind of there, you know? Like people just yeah. get him and he's just been around forever. They've cast him. <laughs> yeah. Um but no, I I was impressed with some of his performances. I will see you in court, dude. <laughs> I, I saw things that no man should see or something <laughs> like that. I can't remember what he says. <laughs> That was yeah. Um, I that's understandable, <laughs> dude. Like, a, like, if I were him, I'd be like, "You are, yeah, you're taking this thing down. Like, this is, <laughs> this is, it's messed up." <laughs> and, dude, well, hold on before I get too far ahead. Do you think there was anything specific that they were trying to say with him going into his own mind? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Because what I was, I was like, I paused it for a second. I'm like, what should I try to gather from this? Because so far, I'm not sure what to gather from this movie. So maybe I should take a moment to really think about it. And because there's got to be a specific thing that they were trying to say. And the only thing I could think of is like when you, like in the, like in dark moments of my life, right and a lot of people could probably relate you really go into your own head and you're kind of stuck there right yeah and you see things that no man should see um (laughs) but like you're you know you're kind of trapped in there and you just like you have no idea what to make of anything you're kind of lost in a way and um and you're just kind of really it's because you are focused too much i think on yourself Right. And your thoughts and emotions and feelings and you're too in it. And and that's what kind of gets you in like a dark area of your mind. And really, you need to like try to think outwardly a little bit more. At least that's how I feel. And so that's that was kind of like this <laughs> this weird way of showing that where like he is in his in, in his own head and all he sees is himself. And it it's enough to drive someone crazy and in this case it's a totally di- i've never seen myself play piano and <laughs> be like the singing lady or whatever um but yeah it's like a weird version of that i don't know does that make any sense to you yeah i get that i get that <laughs> that's me trying like, that's really the thing hard about, the thing about this movie is like it makes no sense but it's still entertaining at parts yeah like yeah when he when um he goes into the seven and a half floor for the first time, yeah, just like that whole thing is a fever dream. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 
Like when Dr. Lester like is like, which of these letters come first? And he's like, it's that one because the other one's not a letter. And he's like, oh, good job. I tried to trick <laughs> yeah. you. Whatever. Yeah. It's, it's like, what is this dialogue? <laughs> you're kind of wondering if any of this is even real in the first place. Like, it's a little yeah. odd. At least I was. I was just like, this is too weird. I don't understand. Octavia was the one in the elevator when she's like, did you first time going to seven and a half? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I got you or whatever. Um, you know what I thought about too? Hmm. Floor seven is also halfsies as well. It's got to be, yeah, right? That's what I don't understand. Because <laughs> that's the way it works, dude. <laughs> I don't know. Unless it just has like a lower ceiling than normal, but. Yeah. <laughs> dude, I don't, I don't know what to make of this movie. Um, you know what I appreciate, and it was probably a uh, an improv moment because I'm sure Cameron Diaz didn't know that this was going to happen with the chimp. But when she's like trapped in the uh, in the cage, and then she's like feeling sad, and then it, the the chimp starts like kissing her, and then I know it's so cute. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was cute. I don't know if there were ulterior motives for that chimp, but it was cute at least for the film. And then she's just like, "Oh, I'll I'll kiss you back." Like you could tell she's trying to kiss him back, like through the uh, tape, through the duct, yeah, tape. through the duct yeah. tape. That was a cute little moment. That chip, that chip did a good job. Uh, and then the flashback into the chimp's life. Oh, so sad. <laughs> it's like this moment of redemption. It's like I'm gonna untie this like knot. <laughs> I know. I'm like, what are we talking about here? Why are we flashing back into this chimp's life? Like, what is going on here? You know, it kind of reminds me of like, um, what's the movie Pan's Labyrinth? You know, you know how. Um, I think that movie's brilliant personally right but there is a there is a feeling of like and and we kind of confirmed it because i was like looking through the imdb like trivia and all that stuff and some interviews um it was pretty much just like a smattering of ideas that he had in a notebook that he decided to like put together in a movie and they go together pretty well and i feel like this is the same thing but it's just like it's more of like spaghetti and just like throwing it all at the wall and it's just like i have all of these things that i've thought about since i was a kid let's put them all together in a movie and see what happens and there wasn't really any rhyme or reason to it it's just like let's just put it in let's have this lady you can't understand a single word that anyone's saying let's have this (laughs) this half-sized uh uh floor Floor. of this building and there's gonna be really no actual explanation it's just like this weird orientation (laughs) film that makes no sense of why they even did this the doorknobs are too high it's like dude just what no they're not they're too they're not too high dude you're fine (laughs) like i don't i don't know yeah it's it's just funny that there's like so much absurd stuff happening but the characters in the movie just take it like it's normal. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, no, this isn't normal. What are you talking about? Did you have any connection to any of the characters whatsoever? Like, did you like, besides the chimp, we can all love the chimp, but <laughs> did you like any of the characters? I felt bad for Malkovich. Dude, so bad. By the end? Oh, my. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, no, I don't. Yeah. wouldn't say I felt a strong connection. I thought the characters were pretty fun. Yeah, they were fun. You know, like Maxine's unhinged. Lottie is just like so desperate. And then, um, yeah. And why John, I keep forgetting the main Craig. What's his Craig name? Craig is the most Craig. desperate. Yeah. In my opinion. The dinner scene when they have Maxine over is pretty funny too. Oh, and they yeah. both try to kiss her at the same time. Yeah. And yeah. 
Yeah, I was wondering how um, Maxine was going to take it. I'm like, are we going to get into some interesting territory here? Or, <laughs> or is she going to be offended? Yeah. What's going to go on? I didn't have a single connection to anybody. That was the weirdest. <laughs> they were all too weird, dude. Maybe John Malkovich, but not really at the same time. I don't know. Um, no, I agree with you. I felt so bad for John Malkovich, like especially by the end, because you get through this subconscious scene when um, when Lottie's like chasing down and trying to shoot Maxine, and you you see every every single one of these moments in his <laughs> history were so sad, dude. Him as a kid watching his like parents make love like right next to <laughs> dude. What is that? Holy smokes, dude! He's yeah, he's just watching that. He's peeing his pants on the school bus. He's uh. <laughs> Like everyone's just making fun of him, he's getting beat up or whatever. I can't remember all the things, but just like it's the saddest childhood and history ever of anyone that you've ever seen. I mean, maybe not ever, you know what I mean? But like for John Malkovich, it's like, oh wow, this is really sad. I don't know how real any of those are, but you know, at least for the movie, it's like really sad. And then, and then we're just like, oh, I'm finally free. And then he gets taken over by Dr. Lester and every old person on the planet. Dude. It's, like, it's so sad, but in their defense, they gave him probably a better life than the puppeteer was giving him, you know? That's true. Yeah, I guess. Cut his hair. And Flores is, is good looking. Um, you know, it's not a bad, it's not a bad life for John Malkovich. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's just weird. Dude, super weird. Um, hey, do you think Charlie Sheen joins him in his quest for the next vessel? <laughs> oh my God, probably. Which is Emily? He's a weirdo. Yeah, which, okay, it's funny because people describe this as a comedy, and they're obviously, it's obviously a comedy, but the concept is kind of like horror-ish. Oh, yeah, dude. Like, being possessed. You're... So, have you have you seen Get Out yet? No. Gosh, see another one. <laughs> and you watch. Um, this is Get Out. This is White oh, People's Get Out. Interesting. Which is really funny because Maxine, the actress, is, is the Get mom and Get Out. Oh, that's sick, dude. Oh, now I gotta watch yeah. it. I gotta watch it now. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, Get Out. Now I get why it's called Get Out. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. But um, I mean, Get Out's been out for a while, so if Are I you spoil, spoil it for you, you spoil I'm it not gonna spoil it for you, but like, um, it's very, it's a very similar concept. Okay. Interesting. So I just thought that was kind of interesting that the mom was also in both movies. That's super cool. Well, the actress, she plays the mom in Get Out. And uh, people definitely love Get Out. So it's like Jordan Peele's just like, hey, I love being John Malkovich, but let's make a good version of, <laughs> of being John Malkovich. Yes. Cult classic, though. Wild, dude. Um, This movie's a fever dream. Dude. I can't even imagine like watching it high or something. Like you would be so lost and just every maybe everything would make sense. <laughs> maybe everything would make sense actually. I have no idea. It didn't make sense to me. Um I feel bad for Emily though. I mean, they're probably gonna wait until she's forty four, but she's well actually no, she's already possessed because by the end of the film I'm pretty sure Craig is in Emily and she, he's already possessed. Yeah, but her. he's he's trapped in her. 
Because remember, oh. Lester explains that if you go into a, um, oh, a vessel too young, mm. then you're like pretty much condemned to right. live inside of their brain, but you can't control them. Yeah, that's true, because he was trying to tell her to look away and she wouldn't. And what's worse is that um, f- I think what will happen is he, uh, that Craig will be forced to live like that for eternity because when they, when Emily, when the people uh, possess Emily and then Craig will still be there just in the subconscious. And then when Emily grows old and they go to the new vessel, Craig will be forced to go with them as well. Cause he's trapped inside of Emily. So the, the, the Dr. Lester will never die because he's going to be taking yeah. vessel over and over and over, which means Craig will never die. So he'll always be trapped in someone's subconscious. Unless, unless, because it seems to be linked to specific people, no? Oh, no, he's moving from Dr. Lester to John Malkovich. Why is he so obsessed with Emily? Because Emily is going to be the next vessel. Remember, he shows Charlie Sheen that wall and it's yeah, Emily. Yeah, I know. I, but why, why does it, because she's like the offspring of, John Malkovich. Yeah. But so I don't I don't know if it it's a hereditary thing or not, but yeah. Is Dr. Lester Cra- John Malkovich's dad? <laughs> I don't know. Um dude, that's super weird. So it's kind of depressing for everyone. <laughs> it is depressing for everyone. I'm not so sure that Craig would be moved on. I think he would still be trapped in the subconscious and he wouldn't move on with them. I think he might die. I think with he her. would though. Really? Because she won't die though. Cause her oh shoot because the body will be taken into the next oh exactly whoa is there like a second layer of uh, subconscious yeah. then what the yeah. heck dude yeah dude there's also here's here's yeah. the thing though is that Doctor Lester told Lottie about this whole thing yeah so if Lottie ever realizes that Emily is being possessed then Lottie might be able to do something about it because she knows what's going on. That's true. So I'm ready for being John Malkovich too. And Lottie goes full John Wick on Dr. Lester and his cohort and just kills all these people because they're trying to possess her daughter. Dude, what if they actually have been waiting until Emily's 44 like old years. enough or whatever, or the actress that played Emily's old enough? That would be funny. I don't even know who that actress is. She's probably not acting anymore. I haven't seen her or anything. Um... That's super interesting to think about. I, it's terrifying. Yeah, that's, it's terrifying to think about. I agree, man. What would you do if you were John Malkovich? What would you do, and you like realize that you're being controlled? Where is John Malkovich? Is he in his own subconscious, just being held captive? I think so. I think so. Holy smokes! If you regain consciousness for that brief little moment of time, what? I would kill myself. Yeah. I was thinking you'd have to. I was thinking that's the only way. Otherwise, you're just going to be in prison yeah. forever. Because he's going to be yeah, in prison. Or forever. you'd have to somehow block the door. But he's not strong enough, though. Yeah, you have to hire somebody or something to block the door. But honestly, you're probably better just off in yourself. Turn yourself into a body's <laughs> human-sized puppet. A human-sized puppet. Yeah, dude. That's also something that's interesting about this movie is that. Um, John Malkovich starts doing puppetry and suddenly it's this huge thing that everyone is like lauding. But it's the same exact skill that Craig had. So it's kind of also this commentary about how a lot of success is just based on like networking and not actual skill. Yeah. 
because it's only a success because it's John Malkovich doing it. I'm 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 just surprised that it still took off anyway somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Look, rich people will eat shit up like that. <laughs> it's like, oh, this is the next wave. Yeah, that there's no way. Only Sean I think Sean Penn was the only one that was saying that we're all gonna move over. Everyone else was just <laughs> like, This is weird. <laughs> I don't remember what anyone yeah. else said. I just remember what Sean Penn said. Um I have um I have a note here. Uh, for a man who is a puppeteer, he allows himself to be puppeted or puppeteered or whatever through manipulation constantly. For sure. It's very interesting thinking about Craig, that character. Because, yeah, I, I feel like he doesn't he doesn't feel like he has any control over his life. Like, he has to... And I guess in a way, like, you know, he's trying to make this whole puppeteering thing work, but it's just not happening. And he has he ends up having to get just, like, a regular job or whatever. And so he doesn't really have, like, a ton of control. Like, he's just got to do the same thing that every, everyone else is doing. Um, but just immediately, like, through his desperation is just... Like, he will do anything for Maxine, which makes me not like him, like, really at all, <laughs> because he's just so... Yeah, yeah, he's just enamored. Desperate. But I could also I could also see, like, through his character and his kind of... His interesting um, obsession, I guess, with, with puppets and all that stuff, which is fine. I, that's cool. And honestly, his puppeteering is, is pretty neat. <laughs> like, I'm just like... That's impressive. It's, it is quite impressive. Um, but just the fact that he'll let Maxine just like basically walk all over him. And you'd think that someone who wants to take control over things would do a better job at not being manipulated, but he's just not. Mm -hmm. I don't know exactly what that says about his character, but, um, he's, uh, he's easily swayed. That's for sure. Yeah. And then he leaves Malkovich's body because he doesn't want Maxine to be yeah. hurt and then Maxine leaves him like <laughs> like why does he care at that point because it seems like they were so withdrawn they're saying it even the people in the news could tell I think he was just so like blinded blinded by by her by her like he just mm. was yeah he just wants to make it he wants to be himself well no he <laughs> he wants to be a puppeteer but he wants the woman of his dreams, who is Maxine. I wonder how long she was uh, still. I don't into him. I don't. Was she really ever into him? I don't even know. Maxine. Yeah, actually, that's that's yeah. a good question. How? What was it that she was attracted to? Was it the fact that someone was con controlling someone else that she was attracted to that? That power? Like, what was it? I think she was attracted to the power that she had over him. That she had? Yeah. Okay. Because I think for Maxine, her idea of love is being able to get people to do things for you. Interesting. Okay. Remember, because she's like, he can control Malkovich and I can control him. So... She's very, that's like her concept of love. She, it's, it's interesting though, because like she allows him to completely switch his career around to be a puppeteer, which I feel like 
if she was really attracted to the, and maybe this is just poor writing. It probably is, honestly. But um, if she's really attracted to the control that she has over this person, um, wouldn't she want him to have whatever career that she would want him to have? Because she thinks that puppeteering's weird. She thinks it's a freak show, you know? So I'm surprised that she's like, yeah, go change your career. It might totally tank everything. People might not get into it. And they weren't into it at first until they were, I guess. But um, I'm such, I'm just surprised that she would even let him do it. In the first I think place. it's because she realized that she had to let him do that in order for him to stay in Malkovich's body. And she wanted like Malkovich's money and Malkovich's like the fame that comes with being married to Malkovich. I, I do think that she is attracted to the control that uh, Craig had over Malkovich though, because when he, yeah. when he um does his, like that one show, Dance what is it called? Of Desperation and Despair. Yeah. In John Malkovich's body. She's like way into it. She's like, wow, this is amazing. And I, and it's not the dance and it's not the profound meaning of it or whatever. It's, it's because like he can make John Malkovich dance like however he wants. Yeah. And I think that's, yeah, that's really what attracts. That's what's attract. I think she, I think she knows that she can control him. And then on the top of that, um, the fact that he can control someone is attractive to her, but I, yeah, you know what? Yeah, you're right. The fact that she can control someone that can control someone else. That's like the ultimate. Yeah. Do you think there's any, kind of nature like that like with Maxine like that kind of nature in her is going to be projected onto Emily at all like do you think there was a, sure. a thought of that with with Emily when she was like in the womb like ooh I'm going to be able to control you like <laughs> yeah I mean I don't think that that's something you outgrow without sure. like therapy you know so yeah. probably to some extent I wish that I could look I wish that I could remember did Lottie look different when they were in that scene together what scene the very end with Emily? Uh, I don't think... Was her hair, like, not frizzy anymore? Oh, man, I don't remember. Because I feel like... You gonna look it let's up? Let's see if I can find it. Yeah. I will also try to look it up. I can't... Yeah, I can't remember exactly. They... No, I think... It looks like she still has frizzy hair. Still frizzy hair. Yeah, it's like they didn't even age the women in the <laughs> at the end. Yeah. You know what though? I'm I'm surprised that um they were able to stretch it out to two hours. I'm surprised it was two hours long, to be honest. Because it didn't seem like two hours. And it's probably because it's moving, it's such a quick clip that <laughs> it's yeah. just like like when I, I, I had to pause to go to the bathroom and I was just like, Whoa, no way. Like we only have forty minutes left. <laughs> The, that's the ultimate form of control is getting you to watch a movie like this for two hours. <laughs> yeah. Everyone involved in this movie is just like so excited that they, they tricked everyone into watching this nonsense. Um, no, dude. I think um, I was surprised, though, when when they got like it was about an hour and 10 minutes or so in and they get to the point where John Malkovich is going into his own mind and that's that's about the time that I paused and I was just like, whoa, no way they're already this was supposed to be like the climax. Like I'm surprised that this is happening now. Like this is a little early, you know? Mm-hmm. Um it's like what else are they even gonna do at this point? 
uh well they had ideas <laughs> that's for sure <laughs> a lot <laughs> i couldn't believe it i was like wow i didn't i wouldn't have been able to yeah well maybe i would have i don't know but that was a surprise yeah um i don't have much else to say i do have <laughs> some funny moments that i like yeah shoot um towards the beginning when he when Craig is doing that puppet show on the sidewalk no, and that dude. little girl is watching, yeah. it gets like, like very traumatizing erotic. her. Yeah. Holy smokes. <laughs> like, like why would you think that's okay to do that in public in front of a child? I don't like, think he even knew that she was there. I don't think he was paying attention whatsoever. He's so wrapped know, up. Like, in it. Why is he doing this though? That's yeah, so weird. Why, why is that the street art that you would choose? Or th- why is that the performance that you would yeah. choose to to do on <laughs> yeah that's true um and then the line in the bar when craig and maxine are hanging out and he's like they're talking and then he's like i'm a puppeteer and she's like check <laughs> like, yeah. and then it just cuts to a different scene yeah, like that's it was really, over <laughs> yeah. she she wasn't even like being silly like she literally ended it right afterwards yeah dude that's hilarious that was funny the scene after he discovers the tunnel and he comes to talk to Maxine about it. And he's like talking about all of these like philosophical things. And he's like, how do I go on living with this knowledge? And she just like points out the window. Like, oh, yeah. Jump out. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. Like, yeah, Maxine is she's not. Like, she's like, not my problem. Yeah, she does not care. <laughs> she's she's all about herself for sure. Also, I'm I'm surprised. I mean, she's a strong, independent woman because I would have been terrified of craig like he's like obsessive you know and i would have been like he's gonna follow me home and kill me one of these days like i don't (laughs) and he does lock his own wife up in a cage and that could have easily happened to maxine and it probably should have happened to maxine but it didn't it happened to lottie um yeah which because they're fighting over her (laughs) (laughs) also the um there's a scene when he's locking... There's a part when he's locking her in the cage, I think, for the first time. And Lottie says, like, help, he's locking me in a cage. Yeah. <laughs> but just, like, the way she says it is so funny to me. Like, <laughs> Oh, yeah. I can't think of how yeah, she says it. Like, just the way she delivers it. I was like, what? <laughs> like, who are you <laughs> talking to? Yeah, that's true. She probably could have done a better job acting, just a little bit. There were a few things where I'm like, I feel like you're just saying the line. Mm-hmm. And then I also love the idea of them just getting dropped off on like a random New Jersey turnpike. And yeah. the way that they fall from the sky it's is so high so up. So funny. It's, it's it's so funny. Yeah. I almost it almost feels like the production team built the mechanism to like drop the person and then they realized, oh, this is a little too high. And they just went for it anyway. Yeah. Cause like it's high. No, it's it's wild, dude. And yeah, you could tell there's there's it's probably some stump people that are doing it. I'm sure they put some padding, but even then if you're not landing like right, their bodies are just like ragdolling. It's so funny to me. And it's at an angle too. So whoever is falling from that height, like easily could roll their, their yeah neck. they could yeah dude <laughs> it's pretty wild is it really worth yeah. it though like that's the thing i i feel like they didn't do a great job showing like exactly like do you really feel i well no they do actually you you feel everything that he feels it seems like you're not just watching you're feeling it yeah you're like in his body not just his head yeah 
Oh man, dude. Um, I did want to just, I did want to discuss, I was trying to remember this earlier. Um, it's, it's funny because the moments that you do besides like the sexual stuff that happens, but they kind of orchestrate that to happen. Um, when the average people are going and being John Malkovich for 15 minutes at a time, um, they are really only observing like just regular mundane everyday activities. And obviously most of them are probably just experiencing John Malkovich when he's sleeping, (laughs) you know, but like the, all the other moments besides like the sexual ones that we see are base. And when Craig has full control over him, so he can be him at any point, but um, he's just eating takeout. He's like cleaning up his breakfast. He's just, he's practicing lines. He's practicing some lines. And so it's just like, it's, it's funny. These people are so desperate to be him. And it's like, dude, you do this in your everyday life. Just cause it's John Malkovich doesn't make it any more special. You could go get takeout right now and it's going to be the exact same. <laughs> you know what I mean? And because mm-hmm. and John Malkovich is like place it doesn't or at least whatever wherever it's like a bad New York apartment he must be it must not have been his actual house or whatever he must it must have just been a place that he was taking up while he was doing that play maybe I don't know don't know but maybe not maybe he just doesn't care John Malkovich is just a normal dude <laughs> he doesn't need a big fancy house which makes it even weirder that you'd want to be in his body. Yeah, I mean, they didn't have a choice. It's the only vessel they could take <laughs> or that they know yeah. of. Yeah, I think part of it, and I don't want to like attribute too much to this because I honestly think this movie is just really weird. <laughs> but I think part of it is like commentary on like celebrity culture yeah. and how we um, invade even the personal lives of celebrities, you know, with like paparazzi and all this different stuff. Because, like you said, it's just mostly John Malkovich doing regular things, but it's this idea of being someone else, in particular, like a movie star, yeah. that's like so appealing to these people. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I couldn't help but think about that. And it's just like, I, this might be one of the most profound parts of the movie that, <laughs> that they didn't even know that they were doing. But yeah, um, yeah like... Yeah, it just it just made me think because like I watch interviews of like actors and actresses and musicians or whatever because it's just fascinating to me. And I always love it when like I love the interview series Hot Ones, the the Hot Wings thing because I feel like he does he doesn't just talk about like, "Oh, how does it feel to be Iron Man?" or whatever. You know what I mean? Like stupid stuff like that. Like I don't care about that. I want to see yeah, this is how I relate to the movie, actually. I want to see the things that could make me feel connected to them. You know what I mean? Like, I want to I want to see... I guess we all kind of have that. Or maybe not all. I th- I'm definitely one of those people. Like, I, I like to see what makes these people normal. <laughs> so that I feel like, oh, they're just a normal person. And I'm realizing this as, as I get older, too. It's just like, they're just normal people who have extraordinary... Um, circumstances thrown at them and and you know they're lucky to be actors and just kind of be whatever but um you know it's a it's a pretty it seems like a really cool job and it would be fun and whatever but um they are just like normal people and we a lot of people have obsessions with being like them and having their lives and oh man i what i would give to be 
John Malkovich or whatever, you know, Ryan Gosling for a day. Oh, what I would give um, or what I would give to meet this person. But I mean, really what this movie shows potentially accidentally is like they're just they're just regular people and you don't have you don't have to obsess over them. Like the obsession is completely useless because you could have you probably have mostly the same life that they have in the day to day. Yeah, it's true. Except a lot of them have huge mansions and hot tubs and in every single room of that mansion and whatever. <laughs> you don't have, I don't have And that. lots of Coke. <laughs> yeah, Coca-Cola. Yeah. I did want to point out also when um, Craig is being John Malkovich and he's teaching that puppeteering class to like all these people. And it's like, you need to be the puppet, blah, blah, blah. And he makes the puppet weep, but then you see his tears also drop like on the floor. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed that, but I was just like, that's awesome. <laughs> like he's actually, because you don't see him weeping, but you see the tears falling. And it's like, <laughs> look at that. It was a nice little attention to detail. Um, yeah. that's, <laughs> that's all I've got for notes. I don't know. That's all I got, man. It's a weird movie. <laughs> Sometimes cult classics are cult classics because they don't make any sense. Yeah, dude. And that's fine. Am I happy that I watched this film? Sure. You know what? Actually, the first twenty minutes, I was just like, I, I'm, I'm into this. Like, I'm, I'm. Yeah, I want to see what's quirky. going on. It's super yeah. quirky, but then it just goes off the rails later. I don't know. Um, <laughs> still quirky, but it's just like I don't. I don't know if I can... And every movie that we ever cover, like, there's always a point, usually towards the end, where there's just a lot of stuff happening in rapid succession where I'm just not taking notes at all. I'm just watching. <laughs> and this movie had a lot of that. I'll tell you what. Um, I really had to pause and think for a second. Like, I need to take some notes, otherwise I'm not going to have anything to say. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, all right. Well, I think that concludes our discussion <laughs> on... Um, like our actual discussion on being John Malkovich. But of course, we have a segment called Fire Partner Critique. Um, pretty self-explanatory. You just choose a member of the cast or crew that you would fire and a member that you would partner with and a member that you would critique with or critique on, uh, on the film or future films. <sighs> Big T, who would you fire? Kaufman. That way this movie wouldn't have been made. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Kaufman, that's the writer, right? I'm pretty sure. I think it's the director. I don't know if he wrote it either. No, but... I think Johns is the director. Kaufman is the writer. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Um, no, I I mean, the bald cap person has to be <laughs> yeah. the bald cap person. It's so bad. Yeah. It's so bad. It's like lumpy and way too big. Yeah, yeah. I was um, I was originally saying the writer because it's like I don't this could have been done better like you could have <laughs> picked up the pacing and had more deliberate things going on but yeah the the makeup was pretty <laughs> it was pretty rough atrocious yeah um partner I would I I kind of want to say Cameron Diaz just because I really like her and oh I wanna really make a movie with her <laughs> okay gotcha sweet yeah. Um, that's 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 a good answer. Uh, I would I would say John Cusack because honestly I don't I didn't see like he really played a desperate man very well who's obsessed like and 
I could have totally believed him as a puppeteer. I mean, I haven't seen John Cusack in a ton of stuff. I haven't seen a lot yeah. of John Cusack movies, but um, I was pretty impressed. I was just like, wow, like I, this is totally like I, he's not acting right now. I'm seeing this character. He is Craig, which is always, you know, something that I'm impressed by when you don't even see the actor anymore. You just see the character. Um, who's your cr- critique? Um, probably Maxine's character. Mm, why is that? I feel like she played her character too sur- superficial. Uh, it's like mm. you can see her motivations, but it doesn't really feel like she's fleshed out the character fully in her mind. Mm, okay. Yeah, sure. But I can see that. I just feel like I need a little bit more depth from her. Yeah. Yeah, I can it. see that. Yeah. Um, I would critique the chimp. <laughs> he did it. I was going to say the chimp too, <laughs> yeah. but it's kind of a cop out answer, but I only say that because when Cameron Diaz finally gets out of the cage, when Lottie finally gets out of the cage, she's like trying to call, um, Maxine, I think, um, for help and stuff. And the chimp closes the door on her face. So psh- Needs needs a little bit of work on that. That was probably not scripted, and he messed up big time. He didn't want her to leave. Yeah, could have been partner, but <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that's fire partner critique. There you go. Last little bit. We will now introduce the next film that we will be covering. It was between this and Schindler's List, and I chose Schindler's List last time. Schindler's List last time, and this time. I don't know how you feel about it. I don't even know if you've seen it. You probably have. Many people have seen it. The Matrix. Oh. We're going to be covering okay. the Ma- Have you seen it? Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. A lot of people have seen it. I like The Matrix. I haven't watched it in forever, though. And um, and especially, like, probably the last time I watched it, I was an adult, but, you know, like a young adult and uh, still not really thinking about things too much. Just like, oh, yeah, look at this action. Ah, you know? Um. And so I'm I'm really excited to watch it with a more uh, layered lens, I guess. I, don't know. I feel like I just watched The Matrix like within the last few oh, years. Oh, really? Oh, cool. Neato. Maybe. I don't know. But, you know, I'm excited to, to see what our discussion is like about it. I honestly, I just had a huge hankering to watch this movie. And this is like and I don't own it yet. So I'm like, this is a perfect excuse. I just really want to watch this movie and I want to have it. So. Um, of course, it's, it's rated R, so check out the IMDb Parental Guide um, to see what you're okay with watching and what you're not. Lots of violence, obviously. Um, that's pretty much it, <laughs> I think. I'm not even sure if there's a lot of cussing. This is a movie that's gone back and forth on being rated R or PG-13, actually, a couple of times. Interesting. Because it is, I'm pretty sure there's like no F-bombs. Maybe there are, but it's just violence. So they're like, I don't know. Is it too much violence or not? It's like right on the cusp, but it's, I think it's finally been slated for the past couple of decades or whatever as rated R. So, um, and I believe it also came out in 1999 along with this movie. So that's, man, we've been doing a lot of oldies. We could see a difference in one 99 movie versus another 99 movie and see which one's better. Um, well, it's subjective, whatever. Uh, Probably a lot of people would say that being John Malkovich is better. Um, We'll see. Anyway, The Matrix, that episode, we will be covering it uh, March 4th. 
So get ready. Uh, if you have any questions or discussion points or whatever you want to, whatever, blah, 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 write into layersoffilmpod at gmail.com. Um, and uh, man, you know what? We're we're going to be, it's going to be season four before you know it, Big T. This always happens. It's crazy. It just it moves along and move along. We're, we're about a third of the way through this season. And uh, so that's exciting. Anyway good stuff all right thanks so much for listening we appreciate you again share with your friends and family and all that jazz and uh we'll see you in the next one the matrix have a good one bye 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 Bye.